Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Today on the newscast, two U.S. soldiers in Syria wounded in yet another attack by Iran-backed militias. And they also attack an oil refinery next door in Iraq. Get all the breaking details next. Hey folks, Eric Stackelbeck here. Welcome to the Watchman Newscast. Nuclear talks between Iran and world powers, including the United States, have been on hold over the past few weeks. Iran says it will come back to the negotiating table only to finalize the deal. Now, the big holdup right now is whether the Biden administration will drop the terrorist designation against Iran's Islamic Revolutionary Guards Corps. A big mistake, without a doubt, to do that. But the Biden White House is reportedly strongly considering it. Iran will not come back to the table and seal the deal unless the IRGC is removed from that terror blacklist. In the meantime, it seems that the Iranian regime may be upping the pressure against the United States in the Middle East in an attempt to draw concessions and draw really capitulation out of the Biden White House in Syria today. Thursday, April 7th, there was an artillery attack against a U.S. base there in eastern Syria near the Syria-Iraq border. Not the first, by the way. We've seen rocket barrages and drone attacks against U.S. forces in eastern Syria over the past few months. But in the latest attack, again, a shelling attack, two U.S. soldiers were wounded. Now, it happened at Green Village in eastern Syria. Uh, One of the soldiers was apparently lightly injured, but the other was being evaluated for a potential traumatic brain injury as a result of this shelling attack, which, without a doubt, folks, was carried out by those Iran-backed Shia militias that we have talked so much about here on the newscast. Now, U.S. forces reportedly uh, returned fire. Not sure if any of the uh, terrorists who carried out this shelling attack were hit in the exchange, but there were also some fires that broke out as a result of the shelling. They were quickly put out, thankfully, and we pray that both of these U.S. soldiers are just fine. Remember, there are some 900 U.S. soldiers in Syria right now and 2,500 next door in Iraq. More on Iraq in a minute and what Iran is doing there as well. But the rationale for having U.S. soldiers in Syria right now is that they are there to fight ISIS and turn back the ISIS threat. Well, folks, a newsflash for U.S. officials, and they know this, ISIS has been largely crushed. Yes, ISIS remains a threat, no doubt. We saw two ISIS-inspired attacks in Israel just last week. They remain a threat, no doubt, but The threat has severely decreased in recent years. Hey, President Trump kept his word. He crushed that ISIS caliphate in the heart of the Middle East. It once covered some 58,000 miles, square miles of territory in Syria and Iraq. Now that has been whittled down to nothing. What I'm saying is 
the main threat in the Middle East. And even during uh, the heyday of ISIS in 2014, 2015, the main threat in the region was and is the Iranian regime and its proxies. So it's no surprise that they are targeting uh, U.S. soldiers in Syria with the goal of pushing the U.S. out of the Middle East entirely. Look, we've talked about the Afghanistan effect here on the newscast. Iran, Russia, China, North Korea, all the rest, all the world's worst actors were taking notes about the U.S. withdrawal, the way it was done out of Afghanistan, which was not good, to say the least. And Iran wants to duplicate that in the Middle East. They want to give the image of the U.S. leaving the Middle East with its tail between its legs. I'm not talking about the brave American soldiers in the region, but I'm talking about weak leadership in Washington, D.C., and that's the image Iran wants to give. That's one piece as to why Iran continues to target U.S. forces in Syria and Iraq, usually through its proxies there, those militias that are based there. Uh, The second piece to this is that Iran is warning America, if you don't give us what we want, if you don't make those concessions at the negotiating table in Vienna as part of these Iran nuclear talks, then we will make your life miserable in the Middle East, not only targeting U.S. soldiers in Syria and Iraq, but perhaps we will also activate our proxies against Israel, against Saudi Arabia, against the United Arab Emirates. Iran now is even threatening Bahrain, which is another Abraham Accords nation, which made peace with Israel not too long ago. So what Iran is saying is, we can stir up a hornet's nest here in the region if you don't give us what we want, America. And the sad thing is, the Biden administration may very well take the bait and give Iran exactly what it wants, a unilateral capitulation is how I have termed it here on the Watchman newscast, which is very frustrating, to say the least, uh, to see unfold. I've posed the question before, and I'll ask again, what exactly does the United States get out of a new Iran nuclear deal? Please, name one thing. It's appeasement to the max, in that America is saying, and I say this as a proud, patriotic American who loves my country, that's why I'm so frustrated to see this unfold this way, But the United States, U.S. government officials are saying, uh, if you leave us alone and you don't target us or attack us anymore, Iran, we'll give you whatever you want. Uh, And if we give you whatever you want, please don't attack us, please. That's basically how the deal boils down. Meantime, it just kicks the can down the road with that Iran nuclear deal. This deal would run out. The revived deal that's being discussed right now in Vienna would run out in about two and a half years. And once those two and a half years are up, and hey, time flies... Iran is free to do whatever it wants. It is right now fast approaching becoming a nuclear threshold state. And once the deal is up, Iran could say, we'll be nuclear, done deal within eight weeks. That's how close Western and Israeli intelligence officials say the Iranian regime is to having the bomb. Now, last thing to mention here before we go, there was the attack in Syria against U.S. forces there today, Thursday, April 7th. But late yesterday, April 6th, three rockets were fired near an oil refinery in the capital of Iraqi Kurdistan there in northern Iraq, the city of Erbil. Now, the fact that oil refineries were targeted, again, by these Iran-backed Shia militias, hits on a point we've made here on the newscast over the past few weeks, in particular since the Russian, Russia-Ukraine war. There are Uh, Western countries that are looking for alternatives to Russian natural gas. 
and they're looking to the Middle East. Perhaps Israel could step up and be a natural gas provider. And the Kurds in northern Iraq are also in discussions with perhaps supplying oil and natural gas to Western countries. Well, the Iranian regime does not like this one bit. And now we see oil fields in Iraqi Kurdistan targeted. And in that attack that we saw last month, where the Iranian regime, the Islamic Revolutionary Guards Corps, launched 12 ballistic missiles at Erbil in northern Iraq. That attack apparently targeted the home or the villa of a CEO of an oil company in Iraqi Kurdistan. So Iran seems to be sending a message to the Kurds, don't you dare even think of trying to become an energy exporter to the West. So we're keeping a very close eye on that oil and natural gas factor. Uh, Israel, of course, the United States, of course, targeted by Iran and its proxies in the region. But now Iran apparently very unhappy with the Kurds in these discussions with the U.S., with Turkey, apparently, with Israel, with some European countries about exporting them energy as well in these topsy-turvy times that we are in right now where, hey, Russia supplies some 40% of Europe's natural gas. And that's not looking like a very wise decision uh, by Europe right now to be so reliant on Vladimir Putin, say, in January and February for your natural gas, which he can shut off on a whim. So, folks, we're keeping a very close eye on all of this. Hey, keep all of this in your prayer. Pray for those two U.S. soldiers who were wounded, that everything is just fine there. And I'm praying Psalm 91, one of my favorites, a psalm for God's hedge of protection over U.S. forces there in the region. Whether you agree with them being there or not, uh, we want them safe and sound and to be able to return home to their families. Hey, thanks so much for joining us here today on the Watchman Newscast. Until tomorrow, God bless you. And remember, never hold your peace.